And welcome back to the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios. Aaron Morse filled in for Maddie B on the B List Daily on the new 105 Sports on this Wednesday, having Coach Dave Wing in studio. Hope you all enjoyed the Bates Bobcast. Normally they're not an hour long, um, but this week we had a few extra interviews, including a recap of the Bates College uh, football season. And so we'll probably be airing those uh, most Wednesdays uh, when I do fill in here uh, throughout the winter months here on 105 Sports. Well, Coach Wing, we touched on this earlier, uh, but the Hall of Fame ballot obviously uh, is is always interesting. We there's a lot of first-time ballot folks, with a lot of returnees as well, and we're going to kind of go through and say who should be in and who shouldn't, right? We've given the yes and a no, the yeah. thumbs up, a no. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, well, they're already touting that uh, Mariano Rivera could be the first unanimous pick. I don't think he'll be unanimous. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, yeah, but he should be in, obviously. Yeah, I, I so. think he's in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip through those those names that I read the first time. These are what they consider this article the strong candidates. Okay. They list Roy Halladay. Okay. Two Cy Youngs, uh, 297 ERA. He averaged 219 innings per season. Right. Workhorse. Workhorse. What do you think? Led the league in innings pitched four times. Uh, Led the league in starts once. Had a bunch of complete games in his career. Um Obviously, career 3.38 ERA over the course of 16 years. He has slow start to his career, and obviously a, tra- obviously a tragic passing uh, recently. You know, I'm looking at the the peak of his career. I'm looking at 2000. He was an All Star. Well, he was an All Star eight times. Uh, I think that gets him in. Yes, put Holiday in. Yeah, and I say he's in. Yeah. Andy Pettit. No, I would not put Andy Pettit in. I thought he was very good. But Andy Pettit's one of those classic cases where, you know, like Barry Bonds, I would put in. But because I use like That's right, because you say the steroids has nothing to well, do for you. I, I say it, it can be a tiebreaker. So Andy Pettit was very good, but he admitted to cheating. Yeah, and he also he played on really good teams. That, that helps it you. It helps to have uh, great Yankees behind him. Yeah. So I say no. No, I don't. I, don't, I agree. Uh, Todd Helton. First baseman for Colorado. He was so good, but it's hard to judge those hitters when they're playing at Coors Field, which yeah. is unfortunate for them. But, I mean, he had some years that were just ridiculous. In 2000, he led the league in hits, doubles, runs bad in, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and total bases. Was fifth in the MVP that year. Like his, The beginning of his career was certainly Hall of Fame quality, but I don't think he did it at a Hall of Fame level for enough, although he... God, his career batting average is three sixteen, a career four fourteen on base percentage, but you have to factor in half his games were in Coors Field. Yeah, maybe not this year, maybe down the line. <laughs> yeah, I say no, and I I agree. I think that one of the key criteria for Hall of Fame for me is doing it over a long period of time. You know, some guys can be the flash in the pan; they have three to four, five, maybe even five good years, and then they disappear. Well, you know. If you're going to do it just on that amount of time, sure. But I, I think it's longevity, too. Uh, Miguel Tejada. No. No. So these other guys, Roy Oswald. No. Same thing. I mean, he had a couple of brilliant years. Yeah. Just making the ballot means you had a good career. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. They, they listed some other ones, and I honestly, I'm not sure I see anybody on here. Uh, Derek Lowe. No, but he had a very nice career. Oh, yeah. Freddie Garcia. No. Kevin Euclid. Nope. Vernon Wells. No. No. 
Ted and Lily. Absolutely not. Travis Hafner. Nope. Jason Bay. No. John Garland. Nope. Ryan Dempster. Rick and Keel. That's an interesting name. What a career interesting he had. An interesting career he had with started out as a pitcher, got the yips and transitioned to outfield and had a decent career actually, but not a Hall of Famer. You know what I every time I see somebody like Ian Keel's name, I think of uh Michael Foltz. Oh just Foltz the, got the yips. Yeah. He can't right. shoot. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's just having a horrible time. Um they also talked about maybe is this the time Mike Musina jumps in? I mean, much more of a long-term. Uh, Let me look at Musina's numbers. He yeah. is a guy who just killed the Mariners, oh, my team, uh, for many years. He was, Red Sox too. His, um, yeah, he's got some Hall of Fame credentials. I think um, he would have some years that weren't so good. But you have to remember, he pitched at the height of the offensive explosion throughout baseball. And put up some good numbers. Uh, and he was a workhorse, too. I mean, over 200 innings most seasons. Um, the guy who really went out there. And his final year, he led the league in starts. <laughs> 2008, at age 39, uh, you know, his ERA was 3. Point, he won, His final year, he was 20-9 and nine with a 3.37 ERA and led the league in starts at age, at age 39, 2008. And for yeah. some reason after that, he didn't pitch again. But yeah. he I, I, yeah, I'd say he deserves a Hall of Fame vote. He's He's closer than all those other guys we listed. Yeah. I can tell you that. But he's not first time on the ballot, right? No. Yeah. Here are some other guys that have been on. Uh, Will, Hoyt Wilhelm, uh, he was a knuckleball pitcher uh, in the, what, 70s maybe? Yeah, he, he pitched a long time, knuckleballer, yeah. from 1952 to 1972, a 21-year career for Hoyt Wilhelm, a career 2.52 ERA. Uh, he was mostly a reliever, uh, had a few starts one year in 1959 at age 36. He pitched until he was 49 years yeah. old. He did not debut in the major leagues until he was 29, and he pitched for 21 years. He almost pitched to age 50. At age 49 with the Dodgers, he pitched 16 games that year. It was 0-1 with a 4.62 ERA. I've never seen a player... With that kind of, I mean, knuckleballer, that will do it, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he had one year in 1959 at age 36, which for most people would be near the end of the career. He still had uh, 13 years to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was 15-11 with a 2.19 ERA, and he didn't make 27 starts yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, this is hard. I mean, he was, yeah, I'd put him in. These are very impressive numbers I'm looking at here. He's got great numbers. Yeah. Uh, Goose Gossage. Intimidator. Boy, uh, I'll tell you what, he killed the Red Sox. He he was just... Yeah, the goose. Rich Goose Gossage debuted at age 20 in 1972, and he pitched until 1994. His last year was with the Mariners at age 42 years old. Uh, but he was mostly known for his time with the Yankees, of course. Right. Uh, he was a four-time All-Star with the Yankees. Um, yeah, he looks like a Hall of Famer to me with the, what he did. He was also a very versatile reliever. He, yeah. he wasn't just a one-inning type nope. guy. They did a lot with a lot of different things with him. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman. No. He was a one-inning. He Yeah, he he was strictly a closer, and uh, he, he went through a spell there where he was really difficult to hit. But. Yeah, he was a very good closer, but I just think if you're just a one-inning one guy, you have to be like Rivera, and even Rivera would do more than one inning. So Raleigh Fingers. 
Uh, yeah, I'd put him in. He, yeah, and you know, he was such a personality in in that league at a point in time. He, he really was good. He he was such he was so critical to the A's winning those three straight World Series in the yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. So yeah, I'd put him in the mustachioed group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one was uh, Bruce Sutter. Prob- Suter. Prob- Suter. Yeah, Suter. Probably not. Let me look. He pitched a long time. Long I know time that. with the Cubs. He was. Uh, Where did he go after the Cubs? I'm trying to get to his page. It had an error message for me, but uh, did he pitch with the Braves? Or am I crazy? I'm thinking someone else. I'm thinking someone else. Oh, no, he did pitch with the Braves. All right. He, at the end of his career, he, he kind of. Uh, let's see. His his career was not as long as I thought it was. It was 12 years, but um. Yeah, he had a, get a good career. I just don't know if it's Hall of Fame level career. Yeah, it's so hard. There's to not know. longevity. You need to like have ten years where you're like one of the best players. I feel like. Yeah, I think there's that. I I think it. I think when you played has something to do with it. You know, if the, for instance, when and I'm not taking anything away from Bob Gibson. When Bob Gibson was just tearing up the league, was when the mound was higher. The, they and, lowered it because of Bob yeah, Gibson. <laughs> and you couldn't that's, hit him. That's a statement right there. That, yeah. that shows you should be a Hall of Famer if they yeah. changed the rules yeah. because of how good you were. <laughs> but I also believe that there was a lot of decent pitchers then because of the fact that the mound was so high. Right. Now, they didn't realize that was why it was. But, well, that's why yeah. there was almost no offense. No. And that, well, Kyle Stremski won the Triple Crown batting 301 yeah. during that era. That might do it nowadays. People, people aren't hitting 300 anymore well, nowadays. Yeah. Mookie Betts. Mookie. Mookie did. That's why Mookie's great. <laughs> you know what? Did you see the picture of him standing next to Michael Jordan? Uh, no, I he did not. He looks like Michael Jordan's son. He's so much bigger than he is. I mean, yeah. Mookie comes up seriously about like this. I mean, and just physically. Jordan looks like a hulk compared to Mookie yeah. Betts. When we went down to see the parade, he he's, he's one of the smallest guys. Yeah. What an impact, though. Yeah, he, yeah uh, he's great. He had a great year. I would have. I don't know what I would have done if he didn't get MVP. I mean, that would have been a travesty. Yep, first MVP award for Mookie Betts. Led the league in average at three forty six. Led the league in slugging. Led the league in runs scored, obviously, because the Red Sox had a great offense. Gold Glove winner. Um, yeah, Mookie. Uh, he made as big an, a big an impact defensively as anything oh, else. Yeah, he's, he, playing right field in Fenway is miserable. He can keep doing this for a few more years. He'll be on the Hall of Fame track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, congrats to Mookie Betts. Former fifth-round pick, straight out of Overton High School in Nashville, Tennessee. I know, when he came up, I saw him playing in, in, in uh, Portland as a second baseman. Right. We thought he was the heir apparent at some point in time for Pedroia, for Pedroia or yeah. whatever. And all of a sudden, they were desperate, brought him out and played him right field. <laughs> he was right at home the first day. Yeah. I still say, if he wasn't so good, he's won two gold gloves now. If Pedroia can't do it, I mean, they could actually play him at second base. I mean, he could do it. He could probably. I think it would be a shame out. to move out a yeah. two-time Gold Glover into the infield. Although, it's like other teams have done that. Like, Robin Yount was yeah. a shortstop for a long time before they moved him to center field. According to Baseball Reference, he's got three Gold Gloves now: 2016, 17, and 18. Three wow, years okay. in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Silver That's Slugger right. the last uh, two of the last three years. Um, three-time All Star. Uh, so last three years have just been great. For you know him. what's kind of funny though? He hasn't really hit in the playoffs any of these last several years. Yeah, his career batting average in the postseason two twenty seven. Yeah, 
So, and he has only hit one postseason home run. That was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only year he hit in the playoffs was 2017 against Houston specifically, where they lost that series in the ALDS uh, last year. He hit 313, but this year in the playoffs, yeah, he struggled. Um, 188 in the ALDS against the Yankees, 217 against the Astros, and then 217 against the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. Um, in the World Series. So this year he did not hit the playoffs. The previous year he did. Yes. 2016 he did not either. He only hit 200 against Cleveland. But uh, but he does other things. Other he, made, he, made, <laughs> he makes the big plays yeah. in the outfield. He Nobody runs on him. That's that's a waste of time. And he he still is a threat to steal bases every time or take the extra base if he gets on. So yeah, no question about that. It's interesting. This is the first year they won a playoff series with him yeah. <laughs> on the team. No, that's right. So, but and they ended up winning it all. So there you go. But yeah, I think Mookie's on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Obviously, Mike Trout uh, also on his way to a Hall of Fame career. We have some great young players in the what, game today. So, what's your take on uh, the Mariners trade? I don't know much about the Yankees prospects they got. Well, I do know that I love James Paxton. I'm yeah. really disappointed. Justice Sheffield is pretty good. Yeah, but and what's Maddie's take? Have you talked to him? No, I, I okay. was I was wishing he'd been in because I wonder what the Maddie's two of you that would have been the, fun. Well, he trade. posted he posted something with a big smile saying that they got Paxson and how little they were going to have to pay him the next three years. Correct, Paxson's not cost very much. Four point nine million dollars is like stealing. Yeah, and so I don't understand why the Mariners traded that away when they have other people who are. I mean, they, there's some contracts they have that they, they just can't trade. You can't trade Felix Hernandez. You can't trade Kyle Seager. They cost too much. Is Fernandez just lost it, or does he need to change the scenery? Hernandez uh, is, is not the pitcher. He's lost all his velocity. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have velocity, and I think he's a little stubborn, honestly. I was just going to say, because CeCe Sabathia lost his, too, and somehow he's figured out a way yeah. to squeak out some wins. Felix, is thirty. he was 32 years old this year, and it was obviously by far his, his worst season. But the last, I mean, his ERA has increased every year. Since 2014. 2014 was his last truly great year. He had 2.14 ERA, uh, a 0.915 whip. That led Both of those numbers led the uh, American League. It was 15-6 and six record, if you care about that. 236 innings pitched. 2014, he was great. Made the All-Star team in 2015, but his ERA went up to 3.53. 2014, when he won the Cy Young? Uh, stand by. No, I don't think I so. Can't remember. He I, won the Cy Young years ago. He I know won the he Cy won Young. It. I know he won it, and he didn't have a just barely over 500 <laughs> record. He won the Cy Young in 2010. Oh, 10. Right. Led the league in ERA that year as well. Um, in 2014, he was second in the Cy Young voting. So he was an All Star in 2015, but his ERA went up to 3.53. Then 2016 was 3.82. Then 2017 was 4.36. And then last year it was 5.55. So Whoa. it's increased Whoa. every year since 2014. They moved into the bullpen, too, it's didn't they? lost briefly. He only made one relief appearance. He was going to be moved, and then yeah. they decided not to. Um, so he's lost his velocity, and he, he he hasn't changed the way he pitches. So if he can somehow figure out the change the way he pitches, he still has a good change-up, still has good off-speed stuff, but he, just can't, he has to realize he cannot blow people away with his fastball anymore. Do you think Seattle was considering that maybe Paxton's reached his peak and – Oh, no. Seattle's tearing it down. They they want to yeah. get younger, um, and they they don't think they'd re-sign Paxton anyway in a few years from now. And so, he's never pitched more than a hundred and sixty innings in a season. Last year was by far his best year in terms of that hundred and sixty and a third innings pitched. Um, he's been increasing that every year though. So, 
He's still, I mean, he's 29 years old. He's only still a kid then. He's three years younger. He's he's gonna be 30. He just turned 30. He's currently 30 years old. He was 29 last season. He turned 30 earlier this month. Um, so he's only two years younger than Felix, but he he has not lost his velocity. He he throws 98. 99 miles an hour. And God, doesn't everybody these days? Yeah. He's, Boy, been, he's been injury prone, so their theory is they can get younger and guys who will benefit more in the future, but it's tough to see that guy go. And I mean, I don't care how good these prospects are. I mean, it, it's really a tough thing to see. He's the only guy who could beat the Astros. The Astros were trying to trade for him, but the Mariners were demanding the Astros' top prospect, and they wouldn't part with him. So yeah. uh, people thought it was kind of a weak return for Seattle in general. I mean, you still get some guys who could make an impact, certainly, but this is one of the rare guys that the Mariners drafted who worked out. Yeah. Fourth-round pick in 2010, uh, the University of Kentucky, um, and he made the majors in 2013 initially and, you know, had had a couple of years where he just didn't pitch that many innings, but the last three years he's been increasing that workload, so... I think the Yankees. I think he's going to struggle in Yankee Stadium, though. I, that's a tough place to pitch. Hopefully, well, hope, hopefully for Paxton, he does not have a Sunny Gray experience, but it's quite possible he could. Boy, they had down on warning him. Oh. Yankees fans. It could be a Sunny Gray. Three experience. days out of five, Maddie comes in and complains. About it. He's not even, <laughs> not even pitching anymore. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, you never know with prospects, obviously, and the Mariners are clearly not going to be competitive next season. They've. They don't have a catcher right now. They traded away Zunino, who wasn't that good, but he at least played the position well. Couldn't really hit. Had some power, but never figured it out consistently. Um, so they're trading away a bunch of people. Uh, the only guy they won't try to trade is Mitch Hanniger, probably. So I don't know what the plan is. I know it's not. I mean, I know that the longest playoff drought in North American professional sports, the three, really? four major sports. If you look at um, NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, the Mariners had the longest playoff drought at 2001. Longer than San Diego? Which San Diego? The Chargers or the Padres? Padres. No, the Padres made the playoffs a few years ago. Um, here, hold on. San Diego Padres. They, let's see. Let's look at their postseason. Well, let's see. Must have been the only time then for a while because it was, God, back when they were still wearing the brown... Well, they made the play. They made the World Series in '98, but they made the playoffs since then. Um, let's see. When was the last time for Seattle? 2001. It looks like the Padres would have made the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, in 2010. No way, really. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out on the sorting thing. When did Bud Black get there? Let's go to Wikipedia. That would have been. But no, it's um, the Blue Jays had the longest drop for a while, and then they made the playoff a few years ago. Um, the San Diego Padres. The Blue Jays are going back in that direction again. Holy! So the so the Padres they won. They did not make the playoffs in 2010. I apologize. They won the NL West in 2006. That was the last time they made the playoffs. They also won in 2005. So they've made it twice. Oh, wow. Since the Mariners last made the playoffs. So. The Mariners have won? 2001. 2001. So 17 years ago. Wow. Um, so the longest drought was the Buffalo Bills until they made it last year. The Bills hadn't made it since 99, 
After they made it last year, the Mariners became the longest drought. I tell you, the Buffalo uh, Sabres, too, must be in there for a bit, too. They've been not very good for <laughs> quite a while now. I'm sure they are, but... Yeah. Anyway. Not as much as the Mariners. No, no, no. Oh, you would know, being a Mariners fan. <laughs> Buffalo won the division, the Sabres, in 2009 and really? 2006. Wow. So they made it twice since the Mariners last made it. Yep. So I was wrong on that. Wow. They haven't won their conference since 98-99. No. No. And they've never won the Stanley Cup. Um, but the Mariners have never even been to a World Series. So there you have it. <laughs> Manny and I did a thing. I, I saw an article of what NBA franchises have won the the uh, the championships. Mm-hmm. Wait, tell you what, it's Lakers and Celtics and drop your voice. Right. <laughs> Bulls. Nobody, nobody else has won any, any anything. Well, that's it for the Bulls. They had that in the nineties. Bulls two, in the nineties. Done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Lakers are. I don't know. 15 or 16, the Celtics are 17, something like that. And oh, yeah, the Celtics, I think they have way more than the Lakers, don't they? Just because, like, they had that streak with Russell. Oh, they won yeah. 11 out of 13. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Did I tell you, I just read the book, Koozie's book. Koozie, The Final Pass is the name of it. Koozie, yeah. he, it really was about Koozie, of course, and all his whole career, but also the fact that when Russell came, because it changed everything. Yeah. And that he said, I'm, I feel so guilty that I didn't stand up next Model to Bill 5. Russell. 5. That'll do it for us. <laughs> Sign off. See you later. WECR Lewiston. WTME Rumford. 105.5 Sports.